Chapter 10 of With the Turks in Palestine. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. With the Turks in Palestine by Alexander Aronson. Chapter 10 A Rash Adventure. It was all very well to decide to leave the country. To get safely away was a different matter. There were two ways out. One of these, the land route by Constantinople, could not be considered. The other way was to board one of the American cruisers which, by order of Ambassador Morgenthau, was empowered to assist citizens of neutral countries to leave the Ottoman Empire. These cruisers had already done wonderful rescue work for the Russian Jews in Palestine, who, when war was declared, were to have been sent to the Mesopotamian town of Urfa, there to suffer massacre and outrage like the Armenians. This was prevented by Mr. Morgenthau's strenuous representations, with the results that these Russian Jews were gathered together in a great dragnet and herded to Jaffa, amidst suffering unspeakable. There they were met by the American cruisers, which were to transport them to Egypt. Up to the very moment when they set foot on the friendly warships, they were robbed and horribly abused by the Jaffa boatmen. The eternal curse of the wandering Jew. Driven from Russia, they come to seek shelter in Turkey. Turkey then casts them from her, under pretext that they are loyal to Russia. Truly the Jew lifts his eyes to the mountains, asking the ancient and still unanswered question, Whence shall come my help? The Turkish government later repented of its leniency in allowing these Russian Jews to escape, and gave orders that only neutrals should leave the country, and then only under certain conditions. I was not a neutral. My first papers of American citizenship were valueless to further my escape. I had heard, however, that the United States cruiser Tennessee was to call at Jaffa, and I determined to get aboard her by hook or by crook. One evening, as soon as darkness had fallen, I bade a sorrowful farewell to my people and set off for Jaffa, traveling only by night and taking out-of-the-way paths to avoid the pickets, for now that the locust campaign was over, my boyu rultan was useless. At dawn, two days later, I slipped into Jaffa by way of the sand dunes and went to the house of a friend, whom I could trust to help me in every possible way, and begged him to find me a passport for a neutral. He set off in search, and I waited all day at his house, consumed with impatience and anxiety. At last, toward evening, my friend returned, but the news he brought was not cheering. He had found a passport, indeed, but his report of the rigors of the inspection at the wharf was such as to make it clear that the chances of my getting through on a false passport were exceedingly slim, since I was well known in Jaffa. If I were caught in such an undertaking, it might mean death for me and punishment for the friends who had helped me. Evidently, this plan was not feasible. All that night I racked my brain for a solution. Finally, I decided to stake everything on what appeared to be my only chance. The Tennessee was due on the next day but one, early in the morning. I gave my friend the name of a boatman who was under obligations to me, and sworn to be my friend for life or death. Even under the circumstances, I hesitated to trust a Mohammedan, but it seemed the only thing to do. I had no choice left. My friend brought the boatman, and I put my plan before him, appealing to his daring and his sense of honor. I wanted him to take me at midnight in his fishing boat, 
from an isolated part of the coast and wait for the appearance of the tennessee then on her arrival amid the scramble of boats full of refugees i was to jump aboard while he would return with the other boats the poor fellow tried to remonstrate pointing out the dangers and what he called rightly enough doubtless the folly of the plan i stuck to it however making it clear that his part would be well paid for and at last he consented and we arranged a meeting place behind the sand dunes by the shore i put a few personal belongings into a little suitcase and had my friend give it to one of the refugees who was to sail on the tennessee if i succeeded i was to recover it when we reached egypt the only thing i took with me was the paper which declared my intention of becoming an american citizen the first paper from this document i was determined not to part i shall not tell how i kept it on me as the means i use may still be used by others in concealing such papers and a disclosure of the secret might bring disaster to them suffice it to say that i had the paper with me and that no search would have brought it to light arrived next morning at the appointed place i gave the signal agreed upon the whine of a jackal and after repeating it again and again i heard a very low and muffled answer my boatman was there i had some fear that he might have betrayed me and that i should presently see a soldier or policeman leap out of the little boat but my fears proved groundless the man was faithful we rowed out quietly our boat a little nutshell on the tossing waves but i was relieved the elements did not frighten me on the contrary i felt secure and refreshed in the midst of the sea when morning began to dawn scores of little boats came out of the harbor and circled about waiting for the cruiser this was our chance i crouched in the bottom of our boat and to all appearances my boatman was engaged merely in fishing after i had lain there over an hour with my heart beating like a drum and with small hopes for the success of my undertaking i heard at last the whistle of the approaching cruiser followed by a babble of mad shouting and cursing among the boatmen in the confusion i felt it safe to sit up no one paid the slightest attention to me all were engaged in a wild race to reach and mount the tennessee's ladder i scrambled up with the rest and when on the deck an officer demanded my passport i put on a bold front and asked him to tell captain decker that mr aronson wished to see him ten minutes later i stood in the captain's cabin there i unfolded my story and wound up by asking him if under the circumstances my first papers might not entitle me to protection as i spoke i could see the struggle that was going on within him when he answered it was to explain with the utmost kindness that if he took me aboard his ship it would be to forfeit his word of honor to the turkish government his pledge to take only citizens of neutral countries that he could not consider me an american on the strength of my first papers and that any such evasion might lead to serious complications for him and for his government well there was nothing for me to do but to withdraw and to go back to jaffa to face trial for an attempt to escape when i reached the deck again i found it swarming with refugees many of whom knew me and came up to congratulate me on getting away i could only shake my head and with death in my heart descend the tennessee's ladder it did not matter now what boat i took any boatman was eager enough to take me for a few cents as i sat in the boat every stroke of the oars bringing me nearer to the shore and to what i felt was inevitable captivity a great bitterness swelled in my heart i was tired utterly tired of all the dangers and trials i had been going through for the last months 
from depression i sank into despair and out of despair came strange to say a great serenity the serenity of despair on the quay i ran into hassan bey the commandant of the police who was superintending the embarkation of refugees i knew him and he knew me half an hour later i was in police headquarters under examination by hassan bey i was desperate and answered him recklessly a seasick man is indifferent to shipwreck this was the substance of our conversation how did you get aboard the ship in a boat with some refugees a woman hid me under her skirts so you were trying to escape were you if i had been i shouldn't have come back then what did you do on the cruiser i went to talk to the captain who is a friend of mine my life is in danger fusey bay is after me and i wanted my friends in america to know how justice is done in palestine who are your friends in america men who could break you in a minute do you know to whom you are speaking yes hassan bay i am sick of persecution i wish you would hang me with your own hands as you hang the young christian my friends would have your life for mine i wonder now how i dare to speak to him in this manner but the bluff carried hassan bey looked at me curiously for a moment then smiled and offered me a cigarette assuring me that he believed me a loyal citizen and declaring he felt deeply hurt that i had not come to him for permission to visit the cruiser we parted with a profusion of eastern compliments and that evening i started back to zircon jacob End of chapter ten